Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Cassidy McMillan. Hi, this is Melissa Wilson. Welcome to the Cassidy and Melissa Show. Real talk, real topics, inspiring guests. Everybody, welcome to today's show. We are glad hey to everyone, be here. Welcome. Yeah, it's a nice sunny day here in the Los Angeles area, so welcome. Uh, today we have a serious topic we'll be discussing. Uh, it is the topic of bullying in schools and uh, some recent suicides, uh, unfortunately, by children who were being bullied and uh, the epidemic of cyberbullying, and so we'll be discussing that today. Yeah, and on that note, we're going to be joined today by Diane Gambala, executive producer of Bullies and Friends, which is the documentary film that Cassidy is the director of and I'm an associate producer for. Yeah, so, you know, while it's uh, sometimes very... Uh, you know, sad topic. Uh, it's one that is important, and we hope to be able to bring some answers uh, and solutions to parents and teens and schools. So, with that, uh, we'll yeah, we'll bring on our guest, the executive producer of the documentary film Bullies and Friends. So, we'll welcome to the show uh, Diane Gambala. Welcome, Diane. Hey, Diane. Welcome. Hi, Cassidy. Hi, Melissa. Hi, thanks for being here. Yeah, and we appreciate it. Uh, Diane has a sore throat today with sort of the various weather going on. Uh, So we appreciate uh, Diane (laughs) taking the time and joining us today to discuss this uh, important topic. Yeah, I'm a little froggy. Well, Uh, you're doing great. Well, we hope you feel better soon. Thank you. So, yeah, just, you know, a lot going on in the news about bullying, uh, cyberbullying. The Centers for Disease Control right now uh, states that bullying among school-aged children is a major public health problem, Uh, and it has shown the connection between bullying and depression and affecting the mental health uh, of students and with that, it has also led to the staggering statistic that now suicide is the second leading cause of death among children ages 10 and up. So just really... Yeah, it just passed. Um, well, the first one was accidental death, and then homicide, and then suicide. But now suicide has come up and passed homicide is now the second leading cause of death, which is tragic. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, totally uh, awful. And the Centers for Disease Control also reports that in uh, 2015, in a nationwide survey, uh, they state that 20% of high school students reported being bullied on school property in the past 12 months. So, obviously... And that's probably underreported. Oh, absolutely. Unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. 160,000 children a day skip school for fear of being bullied. 
Exactly. Uh, you know, a lot of communities don't uh, realize. Yeah, the the connection between you know like the dropout rates and uh, poor academic grades, uh, how they are connected with with bullying. And uh, you know, for those wondering, well, you know, exactly what is bullying? You know, uh, bullying is a form of youth violence. Uh, for those in our audience that might be. Uh, unfamiliar with that, and uh, the CDC defines bullying as any unwanted aggressive behavior by another youth or a group of youths who aren't siblings, and uh, that involves an observed or perceived power imbalance and is repeated multiple times. Um, Bullying can inflict harm or distress on the targeted youth, including physical, psychological, social, or educational harm. Uh, and of course, it as we know, it can include physical uh, violence, verbal harassment, such as name calling, or relational aggression, uh, such as spreading rumors or isolating another teen. And uh, like we said, it's really important too to understand that uh, kids who are targeted to be bullied uh, are indeed that they are targets. So they're not really victims of bullying, and uh, all the kids I've spoken to, um, like across the U.S. in my research for the film, uh, kids have said, yeah, we don't want to be called victims. You know, we're being harassed or physically uh, abused, and they're like, but I'm not a victim, you know, and they that they feel that that term further lessens them or makes it seem like they're weak or what have you, and, and that's not the case either. You know, I've talked with exactly, some adults, yeah, who, yeah you, right, who think, oh, well, is a target someone who might be small or weak, or and that's just, it's totally irrelevant to the situation. It's just that a child who bullies, you know, so the aggressor just selects a target uh, no matter, you know, whatever their height or uh personality is just because they're targeting them for whatever reason they may have. Maybe they're jealous of that other kid or insecure um, in their relationship with that other kid or or whatever it might be. So, uh, you know, kids who are targeted can be, you know, strong athletes, you know, uh, whether male or female or, you know, and again, can be a popular student can be targeted as well as maybe one who's more introverted. So just that doesn't factor into it, actually. Yeah, right. yeah I think that's really an important message for people to hear, Cassidy, because, um, you know, people, kids who are bullied, you know, think that it's their fault. It's something that they're doing or something about them that's causing them to be bullied. And, you know, we don't want them thinking that that's the case. You know, it's, it's like you said, I mean, who knows why kids are bullying others, but, They've got, you know, probably their own things going on that's making them take it out on them. And, yeah, we just, we don't want kids to feel like it's their fault. You know, we, Absolutely. It, it's not going to make the situation any better if they're feeling like, like it's it's on them, you know. I mean, bullying Absolutely. already makes you feel bad enough as it is, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. And 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 Diane, what like what are tips you think parents need to know in talking to their son or daughter about bullying? Um, you know, just you as a parent, you know, what what do you think might be important in talking to their child about it? 
Well, of course, you know, have an open conversation with your children on bullying and also watch your kids. If there's any change in their behavior, maybe they're more withdrawn or not as talkative or something might not seem right, you talk to your kids. See what's going on in their life. Make sure you're part of it. And if they are being bullied, you know, there's a lot of things they can do to prevent it. And when I grew up, one of the school's ways of dealing with it was to bring the bullier and the bully person and put them in a room together and told, make nice, mm. be yeah, friends. So. And well, then yeah. we're alone in a room, you know, with the people that are bullying me, and that did not work out well at all. But um, yeah, just be very open with your kids, keep a conversation going, and know what's going on in their lives and just watch for different uh, changes in behavior. Right, absolutely. Uh, that's a very good point. And, and like you said, you know, just opening up that communication. And, um, yeah, like when I have also had some parents ask me, well, I don't know, my, you know, like they say, oh, my daughter won't really talk to me when she comes home from school. I mean, she talks to me, but she doesn't really tell me anything about, her day. She just says, oh, it's fine. No, I'm okay. Um, So, like I suggest to parents, two key questions to ask their son or daughter every day um, after school. Uh, And that would be, tell me the best part about your day and why, and then tell me the worst part about your day. And that usually then, right, they can't answer it with a yes or no and go to the room and shut the door. Um, You know, they have to stay and discuss it, and from that you can usually get some pretty good information, you know, and, and sense if there's something going on, and right. a lot of mm-hmm. times that's the way the kids will open up, um, is in talking about that, so not only, you know, with bullying um, situations, but, you know, you'll also find out a lot more as well, so. Just I think those are two great questions. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Diane. Oh, I never told my parents. I was bullied from the first day of fifth grade up until a little bit until 11th. But I never told wow. my parents. And, yeah, um, see, I, I never told my parents now either. Now I'm and back and I, mean, I should have said something, but then, you know, they didn't handle it well at school, so I didn't want to go there. Do you feel yeah, like if your parents had well, I'd say, how was your day, of course, and I'd say, oh, yeah, it's fine, yeah, no problem, you know, go in my room. <laughs> right, Looking yeah, back, that was the wrong thing to do. I should have confided in them. Right. Did you ever tell a teacher or? No. No? Yeah. No. Because, as I said, that they'd put you in a room together and told them to make right. friends yeah, they... and then walk away. And, of course, that didn't work out. Right, exactly. And and really when one thinks about it, it's kind of like if adults in the workplace behave that way, right, and there was an aggressor who was bullying or harassing a coworker, right, I mean, human resources department would not put them both in a room and say, okay, make nice, right? <laughs> Right, exactly. I mean, you'd go, what? No, it's crazy. There's HR <laughs> issues. What? There's labor laws. Well, it's probably the wrong yet, thing to do. 
Right, but yet we expect like, oh, but if you're under 18, you have to be subjected to things that we would not allow in the workplace. I mean, it's backwards exactly. thinking, like that they don't mm-hmm. take it seriously. I mean, they're human beings. They're just under the age of 18. So, um, yeah, you know, schools, I, I try to tell administrators, you know, think of it as if you're in a workplace and whatever you would not allow in a workplace should not be allowed in a school. But it has so been allowed change. for far too long, and you know, unfortunately, we have um, children dying by suicide uh, because they become so depressed yeah. and isolated, and or feel so threatened, and think that it's the only way out uh, because they don't see another way out beyond mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Right. So I kind of oh. think it's important for schools to say there's a life outside of school. Yeah, so, Diane, I'm curious, like, what are some things that you believe schools can do to prevent bullying-related tragedies, like the one like the one that's told in Bullies and Friends? Well, again, like, the parents, you know, watching your children, definitely the teachers should be observant, and if there's any changes in behavior in um, the schoolroom, too, that there could be something going on. And the school should also be proactive and not reactive. And they should have seminars or, um, you know, school assemblies and talk about bullying, how devastating it is and emotionally crippling that it can run just from saying, you know, bad words to people or, um, you know, you're fat, you're ugly, you you wear braces or glasses or uh, your race. You know, whatever the reason is that they pick on other kids and talk about it. So children are aware that this is not the right behavior and so they they can understand the situation better and also be proactive in preventing bullying. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's important, too, for... Um, adults to realize, um, like I didn't realize this when I was, uh, you know, in working on the documentary Bullies and Friends, which examines a 14-year-old girl's suicide um, that was bullying-related, and uh, it led to a precedent-setting court case on bullying where three aggressors had to stand trial. Uh, Three girls bullying her that she named in her suicide note had to stand trial. Um, But in research for the film and working with medical experts, uh, like psychologists, as well as uh, physical, you know, medical doctors, um, just on the topic of bullying and depression and suicide. It was when I learned the fact that any human, uh, our brain doesn't develop fully until we're in our mid-20s. So again, with... Kids, you know, when I get asked, well, why is the incidence of suicides, you know, like seemingly so much higher with teens who are bullied and harassed, maybe, you know, versus adults, you know, over 18 and whatnot. Um, And I think there is a correlation there because physiologically as well as psychologically, you know, kids really cannot handle you know, the harassment and abuse. I mean, their body physically isn't, 
even ready yet to fully process and analyze and, you know, rationalize sort of what's going on and, and, you know, conclude to some different outcome. You know, it's so, again, kids don't even have, like, sort of the physical tools to be able to process the abuse, yet we as adults expect them to. Um, and, again, I go back to the workplace. You know, if you got harassed in your workplace every day and someone at work always said, hey, tomorrow I'm going to beat you up after work, you know, or yeah. spread rumors about you or sent emails about you to other people or created fake Facebook accounts under your name and posted horrible things. Um, again, as an adult, it would be just tremendous. You'd be like, oh, my God, this is overwhelming. Yet kids are subjected to this, and, again, just physiologically, you know, their brain isn't even fully developed yet. So right. it's just really interesting. Children as young as four have shown suicidal tendencies and even carried it to completion, four years old. And children don't understand the finality of death. They can't comprehend the consequences. And I think that's one reason that, as you say, their brains are not fully developed and, you know, until we're in our 20s. So, um, and of course, teens do make some bad choices on other topics. But, um, you know, they just don't understand the the consequences of them killing themselves, and I don't think they understand the finality of it themselves. Exactly, that's an excellent excellent point. And uh, some parents that I've spoken to whose children have committed suicide, um, you know, they've they've said that they said, you know, yeah, like in one case, you know, she said, yeah, I think my daughter thought oh, like this would be like sort of a temporary solution, you know, to a temporary problem. Right. But really it was, you know, obviously not that. And and I've spoken to a few teens who said that they thought about suicide. Um, and one of the things they did say is they were like, oh, I, I thought like, yeah, I'd kill myself and then I'd show them, you know, the bullies, the the, children, the aggressors. I kind of hate to call them bullies. But the aggressors, you know, right. um, what they did and I'd show up to my own funeral and be like see you caused this you know and then they kind of said oh but then I thought well wait no right I wouldn't right I wouldn't be there so you know it just it was exactly like what you said they don't really yeah they it I don't understand yeah like there's no yeah coming back from that so but it is sort of one of the things that they just sort of quickly think in their mind you know and it is um at times an impulsive act um, where, yeah, just their emotional level is, is just at that exactly. ability where they think that. So, And I think, you know, I mean, today it's, it's made even more difficult because, you know, kids can be bullied around the clock, right? We have cyberbullying yeah. now. And, you know, I mean, when I was in school, I didn't have that, thankfully. And, you know, so I... I can only imagine how much more difficult it is today to have to deal with that and, you know, to feel like there's, there is no other way out, you know, because you're constantly exactly. being bullied. Right. And mine was just at school. Absolutely. And then now that, you know, 24-7, they're constantly bombarded by hate. And I can see where they get desperate. And they see on TV, too, um, our current administration, for example, 
uh, that bullying behavior is okay. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I and think bullying that, is up yeah. on all demographics: children, teens, and adults in the workplace. Yeah, so as adults, I mean, yeah. Okay, that needs to be addressed, and everyone needs to address it. Yeah, we have to set examples as adults. Exactly. Right, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, because kids look at adults and they're like, well, you know, I heard maybe my parents say that or I saw an adult in the store do this, you know, and harass somebody or call someone a name or make fun of them or or I saw it on TV, you know, maybe with, yeah, a government leader saying insults about somebody, so I thought it was okay. Um, And yet Mm -hmm. we tell kids, oh, don't don't do that, though. But, yeah, then... Some adults will set that example. So, yeah, def- definitely an important But they learn by point. seeing and emulating adults, and that's how they learn. And if they see it, then you think it's okay. That's unfortunate. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, and the thing, too, like you said, I mean, kids also kind of – one of the reasons they feel so desperate is, you know, they're like, well, when I go to school, I kind of feel like it's a prison sentence. And when you think about it, it's Mm -hmm. like, hmm, yeah, like you go, okay, you're going to be going here for four years. You don't have a choice of going or not, and you don't have a choice of where you're going to attend school. And so you have to be in that place for four years with that group of people. (laughs) So it's, yeah. Exactly. You know, like a sentence. You know, like kind of locked in. Yeah, my yeah, bullies so. were in most of my classes. They knew my classes. And as soon as I walked out of class, they were there and just, you know, nah, 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 nah. and uh, it was all day long. And I would go into the bathroom early in the morning before everybody got up, and I'd take the thermometer and run it under hot water and then shake it down to like 101 to get to my house. If you didn't have a temperature, you had to go to school. So I'd hop in the bed with it, and my mom would come in, are you up? And I'd say, oh, feel good, Mom. And I'd hand the thermometer, oh, yes, oh, no, oh. And I'd get to school. And I did that as much as I could get away with it. And as I mentioned, 160,000 children a day are skipping school for fear of being bullied. And that was one of my... Escapes. It's so and all that's really. Because, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say. I mean, all that's really doing is, you know, taking away from your ability to get your education. You know, I mean, that's the exactly. whole point of school, right? To get your education, not to exactly. go and, and have to be bullied and it deal with that. It was my own detriment, but I just couldn't take it. Some days it was just too much. Well, yeah, it's. I mean, that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, every kid should have the right to go to school and learn in a safe environment. Exactly. And the ability to learn. Um, right. Yeah. I, I mean, I've talked safe to friends. And yeah. Able to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just like you were saying how you did that. And, yeah, you know, some and other adult friends of mine, yeah, are like that they did the same thing kind of, you know, essentially they were like, yeah, I miss so much school. I wish I could have been there more, but I was always getting harassed, and uh, and like we said, you know, mm-hmm. with the internet and cell phones, it's like 
a kid goes home and then they're harassed on the internet. Yeah, and then they go, okay, well, I won't go online, but that doesn't stop the harasser from posting things about them online to, you know, to other people, and then then they'll text them threats on their cell phone. You know, know, they're promiscuous or, you know, whatever reason. And, of course, then the whole school knows about it. So uh, it it could be just devastating. Yeah. And, like, in uh, the film Boys and Friends, we show as well, like, how, especially with girls, the girl-on-girl bullying is more of now what is called relational aggression, where it's the shunning, the isolation of telling other girls lies about the target and then so now those girls won't want to talk to the target and in the meantime the targeted girl has no idea what's going on and why no one will talk to her and um, Mm -hmm. yeah it's just kind of psychological warfare right she believes it's her fault yeah she's like what did i do why yeah why won't these people yeah talk to me anymore and, and that's what uh, I did. I bought into it. All the demeaning things they said to me, I thought, well, they must be true. And it was emotionally crippling. My self-esteem was in the toilet for decades. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens. It's a long time to you know, you, Yeah, you think that that is it's something about you, and it it just really mm-hmm. ruins you for quite a while, you know, it stays with you. That's not the kind of thing that you just, you know, get over, you know. It's like, you don't leave school and then you're done with it, you know. It, it, those effects linger. Yeah, absolutely. Do. Yeah, and it is it is something actually that we um, talk about in the, in the film Bullies and Friends, um, in which we also have, like, psychologists in the film and... Uh, that also tell teens uh, and parents and educators uh, tips that they can do, you know, uh, to prevent bullying. Mm-hmm. And and we discuss relational aggression and why girls do it. And in one case, uh, you know, the one girl said, oh, well, I targeted that girl um, because she smiled too much and she was too friendly, and I didn't like that, so... I went around and lied about her and told other girls that she didn't like them uh, because, yeah, I thought she was too friendly. <laughs> you know, so that again, it, it, the, the logic, yeah, <laughs> is just beyond. Um, but, yeah. yeah, you know, but this, you know, was an actual uh, case. And, you know, and that testimony actually mm-hmm. came out in the precedent-setting court case. Um, right. So, yeah, it's just things that we look at and go, what? But, you know, these things are going on every day in schools. And so, again, here's this girl that was targeted um, who did end up committing suicide. And, you know, she's targeted by one of the main aggressors simply for the fact that the aggressor thought that she was too friendly a person. You know, so unfortunately now our society lost this girl who, you know, cared about animals, the environment, uh, was a great student. Mm-hmm popular with her friends, you know, who would have gone on to contribute to society. Um, And, you know, now she's gone due to the lack of empathy and also sort of the sociopathic behavior by, you know, another child. So it is just, yeah, real important for uh, teachers to recognize these things and, 
And, yeah, and I do think that, like you were saying, you know, if parents kind of open the dialogue, you know, of communication uh, with their children and discuss bullying before it happens because some kids don't even really know, oh, bullying. I don't know what that means. They push me into a locker or what does that mean? You know, and bullying encompasses everything from, you know, the lies to isolation to verbal threats to physical abuse. So kind of important to talk about that. Well, anyway, wow, the yeah. show has flown by, actually. Yeah. Um, yes, it has. Almost, yeah, at the end of our show here. So um, anyway, in uh, with the film Bullies and Friends, um, I guess uh, where people can learn more about you, Diane, and, and the film uh, that actually we should say we, we all are working on, uh, they can uh, find more information at the website, www.bulliesandfriends.com. And for more information on bullying, uh, they can also go to the Centers for Disease Control website at cdc.gov and find more information there. Um, And, yeah, so that's about it. So, Diane, thank you so much for being on today. Yes, thank Thank you you so much for being with us to talk about this important topic. Thank you. I look forward to coming again. Yeah, I mean, really, there's so much to talk about with this topic and everything else. We definitely will have you back, uh, so thank you so much. Thank so, you. Uh, and there's so much more to everybody. talk about. Absolutely, yeah, it's it's a huge mm-hmm. topic for sure. So thank you, everybody, and we will see you on the next show. Take care, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.